0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Al. So what do I do? I come up with a a late night show I was, What the truth is though, the serious truth I have stuff to do and I had some, you know I had a lot of things to do so I decided, you know what, I'm going to just do it random Late, and this is a random show, I really don't have a show There's nothing, you know, I don't even know what I was. All I know is I was. Gonna, I wanted to talk to y'all about D'Angelo's verses. And some other hot topics that I wanted to get into this uh, today before uh, before we get into we, uh, Saturday show. If y'all have a show, <laughs> y'all know how I'll be doing. Okay, so I want to remind you guys of a couple of things. Uh, in a couple of weeks, on the twentieth, okay, uh, we'll have a special guest for those of you for you ladies out there who are you are interested in boudoir shoots and how they're done, or maybe you're interested in photography. Anything, you know, anything, just uh, make sure you tune into the show. I'm going to be talking to uh, the person who did my boudoir uh, shoots, Nivia Hansen, and we're going to be talking about her career in photography. And we're going to be talking about boudoir and how you uh, prepare for a boudoir session and stuff like that. So make sure you guys tune in for that. It's going to be a good one, okay? All right, y'all. So, oh my God, how has my week been so far?
0: Jeez. You know, it's
1: Seems like it's going fast. Wait a minute. I know. I meant to start the show saying "free at last, free at last." Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. <laughs> Shout out to Gray Gabbit. <laughs> Next week, that's Texas, free from the mask. <laughs> Gray Gabbit, yes. Anyway, I know a lot of y'all mad about the mask. Uh, y'all like Carlotta. Listen, this is my thing, okay? I have been following this thing and following all kind of articles, everything before it was a big thing. In around January, February, and and listen, you guys, it's been so much said. You know, f- first they said don't wear mask, then they say, then they said wear mask, then now they saying double masks. I mean, they got so many things they're doing. We'll forever be running around here in mass. If we do not, you know, we, we the numbers are down right now. If the numbers, somebody's got to go first. and somebody's got to test it first, okay, might as well be Texas. Just pray, don't be, you know, I hate when people talk negative and start saying, well, they're going to get sick. Don't say that. Just pray that the numbers stay down and that, it is, and that we can go right on smooth, right on through it, okay? Because, this, you know, we can't keep living like this. Can't nobody keep living with no mask on. Okay, so I'm going to talk about that a little later on in this show. Great, Abby got bowled up in here. And some people were saying, well, he only doing that because of the what happened last week. Maybe, but that's a stupid move to make to for a distraction. Why is it a stupid move? Because he could and I even thought about this because I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm, a straight up tip, I'm very much of a conspiracy theorist. So I thought about, you know, uh, that you know, this could be the big thing that gets them out of Texas. Like, if the numbers shoot up and you know, we have a, a lot of stuff, this could get this could make Texas a blue state.
0: <laughs>
1: but I actually think this is actually a good move. I really do. I, I, I don't think that um, I think one state has to test it, the numbers are low, Florida never did it. So, you know, and they're you know. The, the media is picky about who they choose and who they don't choose. So, to me, it's a good thing. I'm not upset about this. I'm not at all, you know. So, it's it's a, it's really good that we got this, uh, that uh, he decided to lift the band. I know a lot of people don't like it, but, um, hey, I'm with it. I think um, at some point, you know, it had to be done. It just it it's, it had to be and people have to open back up, people have to be open for business. It is what it is, so I yeah I'm excited about that. Okay, all right, so man, when I get back, you know how I love to take a break on on, on tonight. When I get back, we're gonna uh, go into I tell y'all my thoughts about the Angelos versus. There's so many things I need to talk to y'all about. We are gonna talk about Harry and Megan. The big interview is is it Sunday? Sunday, the big interview for with Oprah. Now, I hear they're trying to get them to call off this interview. I mean, well, not, the interview's already happened, but they're trying to get them to stop it from airing because uh, Prince Philip is very sick, okay? Now, I don't know what they got to do with what they, they already dropped, Prince Philip was sick last week when they dropped them bombshells. It's, apparently, it's going to be some bombshells dropped in this interview towards the royal family, Okay. Throwing shade, throwing the shade at that crown. Okay, I told them to quit messing with the crown. All right, <laughs> so we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about that, and then also um, what I want to talk to you guys about. See here. Okay, we're gonna talk about that gray Abbott. We're gonna talk about. Uh, oh yes, I want to talk about. Uh, Fauci not wanting y'all to shop for vaccines, okay? He don't want y'all to shop for vaccines. He just said take the first one available. Now, that sounds suspicious to me, okay? And then uh, we're going to also talk about Tyrese's ex-wife. She had a lot to say about dating famous celebrity men, okay? And why y'all should think twice before you, you know, date one of them, okay? So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell y'all my thoughts on that. And um, a whole lot more I Man, we got a lot to talk about I'm telling you, we got a lot to talk about So, um, stay tuned And, you know, let's get into Meanwhile, let's get into a little bit of music It's late Let's play, you know, one of my favorite jams Gigolos get lonely to the time It's the CC Show on Carlotta And if you up rocking with me this late Hey, shout out to you, okay? Shout out to y'all Alright, so uh, let's start it off with time. I'll be back in a moment.
0: fooling around
1: Alright y'all, I am back on the CC show It's a late night edition show, I am just up, doing hot topics I wanted to talk about uh, Versus, you know, because I watched it When was Versus? Was it Saturday night? What night was it? God, I forgot, what was it, like Third last Friday? It was last Friday night, okay Last Friday night Versus Angelo. Uh, shows up. Does a verses for it by himself. He has a couple of special guests. I think he had Method Man. Uh, I forget the other uh, Red Man, Method Man, and her. Her came out and did a song with him, and uh, it was really. It was.
0: Uh,
1: <sighs> First of all, let me just say this, okay? D'Angelo is so he's such an Aquarius, by the way, but. Okay, I'll tell you my first. I did not like the backdrop, okay, because it's at Apollo Theater. They wasn't paying attention. to I don't know if that was something he requested, but the backdrop, they had a painting with a naked white woman on it. I'm like, it's no Apollo Theater. I mean, at least have some women with some, a, a woman with an afro,
0: <laughs>
1: a woman, you know, a black, eccentric, you know, beautiful black woman or something like that what are you doing with this painting in the back, with this white woman laying naked? I mean, it was just kind of weird. I don't know if he chose that backdrop setting, but I actually think it would have just better, been better without a backdrop setting. Um,
0: I, I, I,
1: yeah, like, I need live live people, audiences to come back. I hate the virtual thing. Live audiences give artists so much more energy uh, and stuff like that. I just, you know, I I don't like it. I'm not into. The, I don't really. I don't really like verses that much. But, you know, I I do it for D'Angelo. I'd watch it for D'Angelo. Okay, so what did I think of D'Angelo? Well, I, you know, he first came out. He was wearing that big jacket. So I thought to myself, he, you know, because D'Angelo has such the the, the great body, and I understand this energy because. Uh like if you, you 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 know if you have your pro- problems with weight, and I think that's Dan D'Angelo does when he's not working or when he's not, and so you know he I think he was trying to hide the kind of the belly weight that happens. You know he's an older guy, and so and he's gotten big before when he's been off. Uh, so I think he he finally got high in that jacket and took it off, so we can see you know he still looks good. I mean he still built nice arms and everything. He just, you know, he he just gained a little weight, and I think he was trying to hide that. But I'm like Dangelo, you you a, you a grown man, you still got the sexy. Dangelo's still sexy. So I I, I don't because he just has an energetic vibe to him that is very sexy. So I, I, I don't I didn't I didn't see, you know, I don't think he had to come out. You know, I think that's maybe a little insecurity there. So I did notice the coat thing. He was smoking. And you know what? And listen, I don't care what singers say. Smoking will hurt your voice um, You know um, I be telling my mama this Smoking is just a bad, you know It's not good on your vocal cords, you know The same thing, like I do Like I'll do certain things that's not good Because, you know, you, you just can't You have to take care of your your voice box Especially if you're doing it for a living, okay I didn't like that because he has the smoking out on stage <laughs> And everything. day I'm like, damn, you got the smoking with Ed, you know, you on stage But, uh, how did I like him? I I said last week what I thought about D'Angelo If you missed that show, uh, you know, uh, listen back to it again But I really like D'Angelo I, I do believe that a lot of D'Angelo's, um Success is my is more so off the mystique. Uh, I love his music. It's nothing wrong with his music. I just think that he has a lot of mystique. And I was shocked because, and, and you know what? Here's the thing I was shocked about. And I'm gonna get into this a little bit more, but I was kind of shocked that he did not have a bigger audience. Now, you know, I think he only broke. They only broke like about a hundred thousand or something, one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. Now, here's the thing, though they had three different platforms that you could watch it like i didn't watch it on instagram i just happened to have it up on instagram to see the to see the um to look at the every now and then to look at the what people were saying and who was logging on to instagram to watch and stuff um i had it up for that but i actually watched it through apple tv so you can watch it through your apple tv too they they have a direct login now for versus through your apple tv so and then you get the twitter feed from that so it may have been. I'll, I say maybe, maybe the you know we got we could see the we could see the numbers from uh, we could see the number from the Instagram side, but we couldn't probably see the numbers what was on the Apple side. So my guess is probably he broke a good two or three thousand, three hundred thousand. Was I surprised about this? Yes, because it's D'Angelo. But then I had to remember, you know what? And. Me and my husband were talking. He was like, "Now nah, I told you, Denzel was not gonna break that." He told me Denzel wasn't. He didn't think Denzel was gonna break a lot. I was actually shocked. But um, here's the thing: uh, the reason why I think he didn't break as much, uh, I don't. It seemed rushed. It seemed like you know, it, even though it wasn't rushed, I mean, he had showed up on D Nice. It just didn't seem like it was a. It seemed like it was publicity out there, but not enough for D'Angelo. Okay, and then I felt like I love DJ Scratch. Can I say the highlight was DJ Scratch? Can I stop there and say that that I've watched a few verses, like just tuned in here and there and went off real quick. But he's by far the best DJ. He was so awesome. I mean, he maybe because he, he was playing my era of music. Shit, I loved him. He was he was awesome. Okay, uh, De was great too. But I just felt like he was gonna be him by himself. He needed the whole full set, not just the DJ and his piano. And I know verses is supposed to be kind of informal and stuff like that. And so I kept thinking to myself, this is what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, damn, this would have been good with Maxwell.
0: Damn it, Maxwell.
1: You should have. I wish they, I wish D'Angelo or you wouldn't have said no. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was, my thoughts was that they needed DeAngelo D'Angelo didn't want Maxwell. Oh, but you know how Swiss beats like to talk, Right? Right, so if you ever watch the after, the after when him and Timberland go on and talk about the, uh, the 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 show, uh, the after, you know, after the versus thing, well, here's the tea. Maxwell was supposed to be in versus. Swiss Beat says D'Angelo was supposed to battle Maxwell in versus competition. So apparently D'Angelo said yes. Now, this is according to rolling com. It says, D'Angelo took the stage at the Apollo Theater in New York on February 27th in the first ever solo versus competition. The Brown Sugar singer performed his R&B ballads and then brought out her, Method Man and Red Man, to spark things up on, on their respective collaborations. To me, also, let me pause. It's so many people in New York City. This is D'Angelo. Versus should have worked very hard if you knew Maxwell wasn't going to show up and he was supposed to show up. My personal opinion Y'all, I don't know if it was a pandemic. I don't know what was going on, but they should have worked very hard to make sure that he had enough artists to help him, like, come out and just, like, kind of honor him, like, just be there. Like, four or five, usually you had to go get me four or five, like, you had to go get Trey Songs and dig him up or somebody like that. Just make a, give him a great show, you know, give him a great, or people on video showing up, like, you know, hey, D'Angelo, or something like that, you know, shit. And I thought Maxwell would show up because he had said D'Angelo and friends, but here um, come the kicker was, Maxwell was supposed to show up. Now, Swiss Beats, well, let me keep reading. <laughs> it says, the duo gave a little backdrop on how this particular battle ended up being a one-man saga. According to Beats, D'Angelo and Maxwell were supposed to square off their musical catalogs on Valentine's Day. <sighs> would have broke the internet oh my god they would have broke that shit and as a matter of fact versus they should have went on anyway on valentine's day just with d'angelo his numbers would have been better i think
0: oh that
1: shit would have been great because everybody was a lot of people was fucking snowed in it Was it valentine's day valentine's weekend. everybody was fucking snowed in that would have been fucking great who the fuck missed it who the fuck it? anyway now, it said, but that didn't pan out. Now, listen to Swiss Beats throw shade. That don't. That didn't work out. The fact that D'Angelo was still ready to go and motivated, <laughs> we had to celebrate him. No matter who was on stage with him, we had to celebrate the king. Because as you can see, those songs that he played tonight, man, that is that's real music. This is a celebration stage, and we couldn't play around with him. We had to let him get his garden because he showed up and showed out. Beats explain. Did you hear the shade? D'Angelo was ready to go and motivated. Maxwell. I don't know who told you not to do. I don't know what you had going on. Maybe you scared of COVID. I don't know what the hell. What was the hell? Maybe you had something personal or private going on. I don't
0: know what the fuck happened.
1: But y'all should have made sure that happened. Oh, my God. It, people afterwards were going, what? People were like, that Maxwell was up there? Listen, listen, that would have been, you would have, that would have been so perfect.
2: Why the hell wouldn't you show up for verses
1: With D'Angelo. Uh Now, I, I got a thought in my mind why you wouldn't hold, show up for Versus. But I just, oh, but then, yo, let me tell you, Swiss threw you under the bus because <laughs> nobody knew. I thought, we thought that it was just, you know, D'Angelo wanted to do it alone, and maybe you would have said no to it. But no, you, Maxwell, said no. Which, does that surprise me? No. But was it a not-so-smart move to not make sure it was rescheduled some sort of way? Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Like, why?
1: And you know what? Here's the, here's the interesting thing. We never would have known his Swiss beats not said anything. Like, he didn't even try to, like, in my personal opinion, you know, like, if you say, hey, like, you know, hey, you guys, it was supposed to be, this is just my personal way. You know, I, I ain't Swiss, but I'm just saying how I would have said it and not do no shake. I would have said, yo, like, yo, Maxwell was supposed to do it, but he has some real important business or he has some other things on the, on the schedule. He couldn't do it right away, but I was glad we had got to get D'Angelo in and do it for us or something. But he didn't say that. You no, know, this means be saying some shit. Have you ever listened to him? Like his asked me saying some shit. He says, what did he say? After the, wait a minute, let me go back. That didn't work out. The fact that D'Angelo was still ready to go, And motivated (laughs) We had to celebrate him Damn Okay So whatever I I wonder what was the negotiation process Like what happened Like what happened That you couldn't show And the the, the, the way to me Like we never had to know That you were supposed to be there (laughs) But switch through it out there to us And now everybody knows You were supposed to be Like I'm kind of upset about this. It kind of, to me, and and I would have never told, and personally, my personal opinion, it should have never been told because it was really for the D'Angelo to me. I might have told it, but I may have told it two months down the line. Like, you know, like after verses. I would let everybody shit, celebrate D'Angelo. But it does make you wonder, like, why didn't you show up? for That was a perfect platform. I mean, I just don't understand what this. You got some, you got some sunglasses you trying to sell right now? and Shit, I would have sold up there with a pair of them damn sunglasses on my head. <laughs> my, you ain't gotta say nothing. Just put the Shit, make sure put the sunglasses on your head. I would have brought. Have me talking and doing our verses and shit. I would have gave him a pair. Like this is my gift to you. Shit, but here my. <laughs> shit, I've been selling shit. <laughs> I do Beyonce. <laughs> I bought you a gift. <laughs> selling them high ass sunglasses—that's what I would have been doing. Shit, I, and selling some, and making some kids stream my music. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Here's another mistake I think they made about verses. Okay, uh, D'Angelo's crowd is not on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, there's some of the kids like him. Okay, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of older. People like myself on Instagram and to Twitter who's got a youthful vibe, but most of the old people is on, you know, Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. So when you have a, when you are having a to reach, you're going to, versus, when you have someone like D'Angelo, you're going to have to go to, ver, I mean, Facebook and really engage the older people through Facebook. He would have had a larger group of people. Had he there been a way through Facebook to connect to that, like it, like you could have connected on Facebook? I don't know if there was a way because I didn't see a lot of advertising on Facebook. A lot of people ignore Facebook, but that is for the crowds over, you know, the Gen Gen X and older millenniums. You got to go through Facebook. (laughs) That's why I mean, you know, to really and they they know how to click on the live from there, and I think he may have gotten even a bigger crowd. I'm, I'm really interested. I haven't, seen, you know, seen any numbers, but it, it, it would have been interesting to find out what he, you know, how his numbers uh, really turned out because from from a certain point, you know, normally they lead up with numbers. And on the, in this article I'm not hearing anything about numbers. So, uh, so that tells me he could have done better probably if it was advertised better. Like if somebody like my mama – knew how to get on uh you know, I ain't got time to explain her to her about Instagram. <laughs> but like she know how to do Facebook, you know, knew how to click that thing on Facebook and get on there and knew it was an advertisement like all over Facebook about D'Angelo. She she would been on there like in a minute because, you know, p- women my mom's they, they love D'Angelo, okay? Maxwell too. So here is that my my mom is not so into Maxwell like me. My mama calls him Little Vogue. <laughs> my mama is the trip My mama Okay, so let me tell y'all my story This is a sidebar story Y'all know how I love to tell stories This late at night I'm going to tell us this. I'm, uh, I'm going to do this But, okay, so In Kansas City When Maxwell came to Kansas City To the Sprint Center With Mary J. Blige Okay, I was, I was making all my family go
0: I was like get, Even if we all had to
1: spread out I was like, you go see Maxwell You buy a ticket You buy a ticket so like, I, I, my whole family was in the building. Like my cousins, uh, my mom, <laughs> one of my, uh, two of my best friends, no, three of my best friends. Uh, was it, was my, my aunt, or my aunts there? yeah, it was it was told to everybody, but my grandma was even supposed to go. My grandma's in her 80s. My grandma wanted, because my grandma wanted to see Mary J. Blige, right? My grandma real, though, she, my grandma's uh you know, she's still very, she's still active, you know, not as active as she was, but she still gets out and about and everything like that. So she was supposed to go, but it was snowing that night. It was snowing real, uh, it starts snowing or something like that. So she didn't want to get she didn't want to get out 'cause of the weather, so she was like she gave her tickets to one of my girlfriends, right? So my mama had never seen Maxwell before. And my, my mom knows how crazy I am about Maxwell. So my mom is like my mom 'cause he is he did a lot of slow suns. My mom talked about Maxwell's ass doing slow suns. <laughs> She said his ass was about to put me to sleep until he started doing the fast. I was like, you. Believe? I said, what? So we like we had this huge argument about M- M- Maxwell. My mother started literally calling him the lullaby singer. That's what she calls him, the lullaby man. Hey, lullaby dude. Where's the lullaby man? You going when you gonna take me see the lullaby lo- man again? I said, I'm not taking you to see Maxwell here and. She not sit down with me. I would never let my. Let me just say this. I would never let my mom at a concert sitting. Well, I did for Janet Jackson I took my mom to Janet Jackson and Tina Turner for her birthday both times Let me just say this, okay (laughs) My mommy My mommy is so My mama's food, okay (laughs) My mama's like a party girl so it's like, I, you know, I'd be like literally slinking in my feet because my mama be up, hey, and she, I mean, she, she might do the butt. I don't know what might happen. <laughs> so my girlfriend said with her, because my grandma was supposed to go with her, and so one of my girlfriends said with her, and she was like, girl, your mama was acting, showed out the whole show. And then when uh, Maxwell came on child, she was like, let me see what she's talking about. <laughs> my mama would trip. and my mama is a type Chi bow, so she'd be like, "Girl, wait a minute, is he gonna sing slow? Like she'll say it like, why are you sitting down in front? You sitting in front with her?
0: Is he gonna sing slow now? You got other fat, Do you got some fast songs?" <laughs> my
1: mama would trip like that, right? She's funny.
0: <laughs> so.
1: But she thinks he's a lullaby guy. So she really, but she loves her ass of D'Angelo, okay. You think D'Angelo like? I, and I bought tickets for her for D'Angelo, right? D'Angelo's punk ass. Back in the day, when he, when, when How Does It Feel was out, How Does It Feel when it, it was out. But something happened and he didn't show up. I forget what it was. we, it was, we and I got her front row seats. Front row seat tickets, and I was kind of pissed. Cause I was like, "Damn, I got to sit through a whole car, But but it was it was way like when he was like, "When the, how does it feel in the height of that?" And she had like front row. She was all happy. I partly think my mama liked him because he was naked in that video, you know. She. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, but yeah, so she met. Ne- so she she didn't really take to you know Maxwell very well. She likes him, but she just was sort of like, she's like, he's just thinking something. Uh-uh. Wait, is he going to give me some fast one. So she always asked me, am I going to take her to another concert to hear him do a uh, fast I said, no, because you're, you, you, I will not. <laughs> you're going to have to pay for your own ticket because I'm not going to let you talk talk about it afterwards. But anyway. That was her impression of that. And so I, 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 but going back to the D'Angelo I mean thing, I don't understand why that didn't happen. That's sad because I felt like the numbers would have been bigger. I felt like it would have been great for both of them had Maxwell been on the show. Uh, Maxwell switched your your ass under the bus. <laughs> 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 He didn't even like. He didn't even say. He didn't even say it like. Oh, you know. He couldn't show. He said, "Hey, we had to celebrate. This this dude was ready and he was motivated. <laughs> you can take a lot from that. I was like, I said, that's. I say you're saying that in the in terms of like Maxwell wasn't ready and he wasn't motivated. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what it was. It could be starting shit. But I'm just saying I read between. I read tea leaves. <laughs> So I so I hope it was just because he just could maybe he had a very important event to do and he could not show up. I hope it was not because like you did you couldn't. I, I don't know. This, that would have been a great moment for pop culture. Like I would have loved to see. I kind of know what Maxwell thinks of D'Angelo, but I would have loved to see what D'Angelo Angelo like, thinks of Maxwell, like, what what songs were he sitting there like, yeah, I like that song, or this and that. I would have loved to see the vibe between those two. Oh, my God, you missed it. Whatever the fuck was going on, you missed it. Damn it, Maxwell, I am pissed. It took took away after that. I was like, ugh. Like, when people think that you would have been there with D'Angelo, like that. Oh, my God, that would have been so fire. Do you know how dope that would have been? I hate that. That's too bad.
0: That's so sad.
1: And I hope he just didn't miss it for, like, nothing. Like, because of, like, maybe, I don't know. You know, I thought they would both say no to each other because maybe they're insecure about each other, you know? Like, you know how people are insecure, like, you know, like, like certain entertainers don't, like, feel like a, they don't want to be compared to others. They may have like each other, but they might be like, uh, I don't want to go because I don't want my catalog compared to his catalog. I mean, it's all good and fun. I mean, who's taking, I mean, I think they, I think maybe, and the person who I think would probably be the most sensitive, my personal opinion, now looking at it, I, yeah, Maxwell probably would be the most sensitive about showing up with his catalog with D'Angelo, you know? I don't know, but I'm so mad, because that would have been a great moment, a great moment in pop culture that we missed for, I mean, you know, because one was ready and motivated and the other one wasn't. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I said my ass was been there with my sunglasses on my head. I've been giving gifts out. I've been, to, I've been throwing throw on my son. I mean, I don't, there's no reason you can't. Don't have to be. He should be uh, not confident in his catalog. I mean, I would see how D'Angelo would be a little bit uncomfortable because D'Angelo has the all the B-list cuts and like the, you know, the cuts like that. He's not as pop. But Maxwell has a hell of a catalog. I don't see why Maxwell would be. Even he has a lot of B hidden cuts. Like I would, that would have been just really nice. Like, damn, I'm mad. That pisses me off. And that is how I am. But versus itself was good. I can tell that uh, D'Angelo, I don't know if the voice, you know, because I'm not going to talk about his voice because, Here's the thing: in those type of situations and verses, it's like they're supposed to be laid back. Celebrities supposed to be laid back and having fun anyway. You're not really supposed to be, you know, like really playing and singing. Even though he he did have his little piano set up and shit and a cigarette, <laughs> but but you know, it's really supposed to be a laid back kind of chill thing. So I I won't talk about like at certain points in the night, like was he I guess was he lip-syncing, but he was supposed to. The album is supposed to be, it's really just supposed to be cuts playing, and you kind of singing to it and having fun, and maybe you play the piano here and there, or maybe you do this and that, or something like that. It's not really supposed to be that deep. Like, you remember when Teddy Riley showed up and had the, he went too deep, with, and Babyface just had a guitar and was kicking his ass? <laughs> but it was fun, like, it was fun. Babyface was throwing shade. Oh, Babyface is my kind of – Babyface is throwing major shade. Babyface was like, oh, did you write that? Oh, I, yeah, I don't do remixes. <laughs> Babyface was my favorite. Babyface was my favorite. I want him to do another versus with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. We deserve a versus with Babyface, L.A. Reid, and Jimmy, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That is the verses that we all need to see. that would be a competition, okay? That would be excellent.
2: <laughs>
1: don't try Maxwell and don't try to come back with nobody else. Like I there was no there's nobody else to me Maxwell could do it with other than D'Angelo. I would lo, I would have loved to see Maxwell versus D'Angelo. That would have been so awesome. But oh well. Such is such things happening like but maybe he'll do one for himself, you know? Maybe he'll do a Maxwell uh, versus for him <laughs> where they'll celebrate him. Like, he'll be motivated and ready to go.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, be I'll be storing shit on here, okay? I'll be storing real shit. All right, so what else do we need to talk about, y'all? We're we to talk about the real high of Atlanta yet. No, we're not going to. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Let's go with this, okay? So I didn't get to see the episode yet. I've only seen parts of it, Real Housewives, the episode everybody talking about where it was uh, uh, Cynthia's um, bachelor party, bachelorette party, okay? And the housewives couldn't wait for the cameras to go off. Now, these bitches know they're doing reality TV, okay? (laughs) And if one thing you know about reality TV is the camera never goes off. Or the audio. Something in there is recording you, okay? But anyway, so what? this this housewife party got, I mean, this bachelorette party allegedly got scandalous. The chicks was on each other. They was on this particular stripper, and it, it's been a mess. So according, this is according to com. It says, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Shamiya, Defense, Porsche Blast, Candy, Sneaky, Sex, Noises, Noises, comments. That was so lame. Okay, Shamia Martin is going hard for her best friend Portia Williams so much that she's calling out one of her other good friends. Has previously reported, it was Shamia who personally told Portia that Kenya Moore, Moore was, high, uh, was hinting that Portia and Tanya and Tanya Sam had a hookup with a stripper bolo after Cynthia Bailey's bachelorette party. A P. Porsche abruptly left the cast dinner after Kenya continued to claim that she heard sex noises. Later, after the ladies returned to Atlanta, Candy Burr surprisingly said this about Kenya's claim. Listen, I didn't want to tell them that I heard anything. Let's just say I wouldn't say that Kenya was lying. Said Candy during the convo with her friend Don Juan. Don, okay. Uh, According to Portia's bestie, Shamia, that comment was unnecessary. The Real Housewives of Atlanta friend of the show was a recent guest on Candy Speak on a YouTube show, and she held Candy, uh, who she's also good friends with, accountable for the comment. She also called out Marlo Hampton, who Shamia said initially acted as though she was oblivious to what Kenya was a legend, but then changed her story and said she heard a sex party. That's that's not all. However, Shamia also issued a stern warning to Don Juan for making dispersion comments about her friend. Okay? Uh, Shamia, I don't like how Marla was like, oh, it was sex noises. Then she was like, well, not like a sex party. They did feel a little, that didn't feel a little shady to you how quickly she switched over. Candy, at that point, she wasn't beefing with nobody at that point. Shamia, I can't believe the whole uh, co-sign from Marlo kind of hurt me. And Candy, Marlo did not say Portia's name, though, okay? So, uh, Don Juan, that was a little bad watching it back. Me and Portia were friends for like 30 seconds. I love Portia, and I know watching the show, watching it back, you'll be like, uh-oh, I don't like it. Uh, Listen, let me just stop this right here, okay? Okay. Um, let me see here. It says fans are pointing out, however, uh, that while Shamia is going super hard for Portia, her bestie uh, previously didn't have her back. Back in uh, Real House of, of Atlanta season nine, Phaedra Parks brought up allegations that Shamia was in a sexual relationship with Candy and her husband Ty. Portia didn't deny the allegations, only added that her friend was really close with the couple. Okay, let, let me stop this out. Let me stop. First of all, there's no need to go hard for it. I understand you don't want your friend to be embarrassed, but, you know, listen, I don't know what happened. I don't know what Portia was in there doing, but Port, whatever it was, Portia should have been very well. Portia's been on reality TV long enough to understand that they want to catch the scandal. They want to catch the nastiest shit that they can catch. And if y'all was doing something with that stripper, even if they just got the audio, baby, don't get mad at Kenya because they asked Kenya to narrate.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> what you gotta be mad at is if you didn't nobody want nobody to know that she was a grown ass woman and getting your free with that stripper. You should you should have been very aware that there could have been audio and cameras around, or if you didn't want to hear anybody. And that doesn't mean she necessarily had sex with the person. If you did maybe with some sexual activity, I don't know, but whatever the situation was, if you didn't want people to even mis you know uh, misinterpret what was going on, you should have been very careful about what you did at that party because you know they all the producers always gonna have a camera somewhere or audio somewhere. They're not gonna completely turn it off. Why? Because they know this is a bachelor Because I know what I would do if I was a producer. It's a bachelorette party. These heifers is acting scandalous. And the strippers still here. And they was all over each other. Oh, yeah, we're going to tell them the camera's off. But they ain't going to be off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So nobody to blame but yourself. Okay? And you're a grown-ass woman. Did she, sing, did she, did she just break up with the dude? Okay. I mean, what in the world? (laughs) She was single. That's her business. I mean, it happened, it happened. But you you know it's going to be everybody else's business on reality TV. Now, it is what it is. I mean, that's just facts. I don't know why she would think anything else, okay? All right, so Britney Spears. Let me give you all an update. They said Britney Spears dead, allegedly hopes conservatorship can end. Listen... I actually think they don't really, I mean, you know, everybody wants Britney Spears to have back her money and all this stuff. But listen, her daddy didn't look like they've been doing a good job. And Britney is a little, I don't know, over the years she, you know, you know, some money money can make some people unstable and they may need their family to help them and stuff like that. But this is according to um, MSN.com. It says, Jamie Spears would love to see Britney not need a conservatorship, his lawyer claims. A lawyer for Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, spoke out again this week about Britney's conservatorship, which he now co-manages in spite of the singer's request to have him removed, and his petition to stay on as sole conservator. After telling ABC News in late February that she believes her uh, client saved Britney's life, Vivian Leigh Thorin told CNN on Tuesday, March 2nd, that Jamie will be all for CNN's conservatorship saying, uh, whether that happens is up to, up to ultimately up to Britney. Jamie would love nothing more than to see Britney not need a conservatorship. Vivian said. Whether or not there is, um, let me see here. Whether or not there is an end to the conservatorship really depends on Britney if she wants to end uh, her conservatorship. She can file a petition to end it. She went on to say Jamie is never purported to be the perfect dead, but he believes every single decision is made has been in her best interest, adding that Jamie wants to ensure that he and new conservator Bessener Trust share equal power in managing arrangement. Uh Vivian pointed out that the court instigator routinely interviews all parties involved with the uh the conservatorship. At what at what I can tell you is every year the court has kept the conservatorship in place, the attorney said. Uh Brittany thirty nine has seen the bulk of her financial career and health affairs managed by her father since the conservatorship went up in 2008. <clears throat> Listen, um I, you know, it's so funny cuz they protect they doing everything to protect that that white girl. Listen, she's 39 years old and her father's having to and which is I don't understand how anybody can do that. I'm trying to figure out why we haven't done why a lot of other people's relatives ain't went to and got a conservatorship over their asses because there's been a lot of Celebrities that could use that conservatorship, and this—Ricky Spears got one. I just—it's—it's well, it's the strangest thing to me. It's the strangest thing, but you know, usually if you're gonna fuck up your life and your money, you just fuck it up. <laughs> but her—I mean, her dad has been allowed to come in and really kind of uh, balance some things, which I think he—I my, my personal opinion is from seeing where she was back in the day. Um, you know, this was probably well needed. I know a lot of people don't think so. My personal opinion, I know her father doesn't want to see probably anything bad happen to her or anything like that, and it's been working so far, but when a grown-ass woman wants her money and she keeps dragging me in and out of court and shit like that, well, if she feels that's what she wants, then, you know, she need to make her choices in life. Mm. And I know he's probably thinking, I got to look out not only for Brittany, but I got to look out for her kids, too. So that's understandable, but at the same time, she is grown as fuck. Okay, so my thing is, she's thirty nine. quits, you know. If I'm the father, uh, again, y'all know my favorite word around here is P E A C E. I ain't gonna be running in and out of court because uh, your ass wants to serve This shit. <laughs> this, this thing listed. If you want it lifted, you have at it. You responsible for your life and your life choices. And, you know, what a, all I'll say is what a great father to have come in and do, I mean, he might not be a great father, but to come in, I don't know, people, I don't know, some people don't see him that way, but the way she was acting, she she looked like she was on her way down to a a spiral case, and so he came in and looked like he handled her money and, and kept her from going off the deep end. Now, I ain't going to, like I said, I wouldn't be arguing with no grown-ass people. Most grown-ass people get to go out, they do whatever they pay money and go off the fucking deep end. <laughs> but for some reason, her father was able to go into court and get a, a conservatorship over her money, so that's pretty uh, deep to me. So I got to read up more on that, how he did that, because that's crazy, because I wonder why people didn't do that with Michael Jackson and other people that was going, I don't know, do you have to be a certain age? How old was Britney? 39? I mean, that was like about ten years ago, twenty nine, twenty eight. She's still grown to fuck. So why did they do? That's the interesting thing. I want—I have to read up on it. Wow, crazy. Okay. All right. So when I come back, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna discuss Harry and Meghan out here in these streets, okay? Because the Oprah will interview its go they are gonna be serving up tea. They're gonna be serving. there were Oprah let out a preview. Of the interview, okay, so we're going to talk about that And we're going to talk about uh, Tyrese's ex-girl, ex-wife Well, she's soon to be his ex-wife, she's not his ex-wife yet But she's out here telling women, don't be wanting these famous dudes Mm -mm, mm -mm." Yeah, She's advising against famous men, okay, so I got to talk about that And why I kind of low-key agree with her and low-key don't You say wait wait, Carlotta. You agree, but you don't. I agree, but I don't. And I'll tell y'all why I don't agree when we get back after after this. Okay? We're gonna we're gonna start right off with Samantha when I get back. Okay? Meanwhile, let's listen to a little music, give y'all a little break, and then we'll come back. Uh, let's listen to uh, Mary Jane Girls in my house. I'll be back in a moment. Okay? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. Late night. I'm up. <laughs> we'll get back to it when I get back. Oh, damn, wrong song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he was in my house, y'all. Be back in a moment. And I am back, y'all, and we are talking hot topics late night I'm up night owl and all, all, okay? I'm in my night owl energy
0: <laughs> All
1: right, you guys, so we are talking hot topics Let's go with Tyrese Soon-to-be Is this is—is the second ex-wife? It's the sec, second ex-wife Soon-to-be second ex-wife, Samantha Lee you know, decides to drop some knowledge for women this week about dating the famous men. Now, interesting what she had to say. Now, have you ever seen Samantha Lee? Samantha Lee is very pretty. She's gorgeous, right? Okay, this is according to snitch dot com. It says two months ago, Tyrese Gibson and his second wife Samantha Lee announced they were filing for a divorce. Now, Samantha is advising women. To steer clear of dating famous men Now listen to why she says to to do this She says in a post on Instagram Samantha cautions women to stay away from famous men Because they are unwilling to compromise Because they have unlimited dating options Samantha suggests dating men with regular jobs If happiness is what you seek She didn't exactly say it like that I actually listened to her whole chat Um Cause I saw it on the shade room, and then I went to her 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 page, and I and I looked and read, listened to the whole thing. It's very interesting what she had to say. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of it from her words, okay? Um, let me pull this up. Let's see. She kind of said that, I guess. Let's pull this up here.
0: Okay, here we go.
3: Experiences, not it had nothing to do with anything, and. You know, she just was like, "No, Sam, it was this and that," and just really makes me feel very good about the content that I'm putting out. And so I just, I have to thank you and love you as a sister, fellow sister in Christ. Thank you so much for your energy. It was um, so
2: good. The video was so powerful because I feel like you. There's a lot of ladies here today. I mean, I know there's men too, but I love the question. Is because sometimes in ladies, if you're here. Tag somebody share this live. you I already know Sam is about to drop some golden nuggets. It's about to be crazy. And the question you have is so powerful, Sam, because lots of times, and we can be real as like women, everyone thinks that of, of like, dating someone in the industry or someone popular, or an NBA player, football player, anybody, you know, a millionaire is the golden ticket, but you really shared some wisdom, and I appreciate that. It was solid. It was so rich, and it was so good. Right, right, right,
3: right. and I, I mean, I, again, it's a clear, not to even clear up, but to, to reemphasize the point, um, I think that sometimes we pass up on really good quality people, um, really good quality people that would love you the way you desire to be loved yeah. um, because we're seeking for something in something that can't give you that. And that's, even our even our spiritual relationship, I think that a lot of times we are always looking for things and we think they're in things that they're not. Come on. And, and so it's like you you feel like okay, I need to be in a situation with this kind of person, not understanding that the person that's right maybe right in front of you um, is the person that you need to kind of work through this. Just because they don't they are they don't have a certain status or because they don't have a certain amount in their bank account doesn't make them any less of a qualified yes. candidate to be the man in your life, period, and and I think that a lot of times as women, we get so caught up on the status and all that stuff, and that, I hate to say that, y'all, but that's BS, that's BS, it's BS, it's not true, the facade that we, we buy into with society and social media, and that's a whole other animal, like, you know, we buy into this facade that this is what we're, this is who we're supposed to go after, this is what we're supposed to do, this is what true happiness looks like, and it's not. It's not. It's
2: not. That's so good. And Sam, do you think that if we can just be raw and all the ladies back here, even men, you know, it can go both ways, and do you feel like a lot of women want to date men of that, maybe that level, of that sexual, because perhaps there's something that they're looking for to fulfill themselves necessarily, like, instead of, like, death is going to fix them? Like, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I, think that,
3: I think that honestly, if I can be honest, it might not be the truth. My, my truth and what I've seen and what I've experienced is that I think that women in general, we look at men a certain kind of way, right? We look at certain men in a certain kind of way, put them in different brackets, for example. And so there's men that are more sought after than others. And so then when you get attention from a man that you, know that's very much sought after as we, even biblically we are we love to be desired
2: mm-hmm. and
3: we feel like a guy that we we know is desire desires us it fills us it's a false sense of validation really yeah. it's a valid thing it's like dang you know what i got him i must be on to something i must see that female and because you feel because you have an, a, that sense of like understanding that or well Let me get there in a second. Let me pause first. But because you feel validated by that, because you feel like, oh, my gosh, I got him, that means I I can get other dudes like him. That means in my own mind, because I know that he's associated to a certain level of success and he's dating a certain type of woman,
1: that means I'm on that same level, too. That means that I'm there. All right, all right, y'all got to hear Sam talk. I, she, she, If you want to go, you can go to, where she, I love Samantha Lee. I think it's her Instagram. You can hear the whole thing, okay? Uh, and she's talking, there's that famous word I say, validation. I think people,
0: <laughs>
1: I think in all relationships you look for validation, friendships, love, um, validation, and I don't think it's, uh, wrong to seek a certain form of validation. I don't, you know, I mean, I, I think it's wrong to depend on it. but to seek a certain, to, it's a falsity, it's kind of a falseness to think that you're going to, that if you're dating, let's say for instance... Say for instance Barack Obama was single And you were dating somebody like a Barack Obama It's a falseness to not be Kind of like damn Not feel a little like damn did I pull Barack There's a You really are not dealing with your Now if you depend on that That's a different story You know what I'm saying So I get what Samantha is saying there And I get what Samantha is saying with famous men too I mean you know These guys do have a lot of choices Okay, women, we've talked about it on this show before. But famous men, first of all, it ain't just famous men. If you dated a real popular dude in your city, in your town, and whatever, you know how that shit goes. <laughs> right? I mean, they can have many, many choices, okay? Men, you know, people, women, will uh throw themselves at men who have a certain amount of status, have a certain amount of things and you know things going on. And Samantha, you know, her advice uh like some people were saying was like no, you can you can meet a guy at the grocery store. Now, there's no guarantee. I know dudes who at the grocery store breaking dudes with regular jobs who still uh got a lot of options and still a trip. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if it's necessarily that I um First of all, it's just it's just natural for women to want someone who is in their, uh, not necessary because a lot of dudes who's in the industry and stuff like that, they're not necessarily in their call. Some people shouldn't be, they're in that industry that shouldn't be there. And then there are some people, but there it's natural for a woman to like a man who is in his, uh, his anointing. I always tell women don't, when you, like say for instance, if you when you go to a concert, right, and you know you see a man, he real fine on stage. He's like, damn, he's fine. Like, right, he look good because he's on stage performing. But you got to see him outside of his his anointing. Like, how does he be acting his day to day? How does he behave? How does he this and that? You know, you got to observe. In my personal opinion, you have to observe that. You could be you could fall in love. You can fall in love with the image on stage or whatever, you know, because they're in a certain thing at that moment. But you got to see them outside of that. It's, I think that's very important, or um, at least have some sort of, um, you know, and i I mean, it's, it's not that you don't have to, because, you know, I know people are saying, some people are saying, you know, people. Have, I know some people who have had love at first sight, things or whatever. And even in love at first sight situations, I'm not just saying with famous men, but just people, period, I still think that you have to see the person on their day-to-day, or you get to know them. You have to have a conversations with them and stuff like that. But, however, Samantha is right. A lot of these guys, what you happen happen, it happens in the entertainment industry is a lot of these dudes get a lot of chicks, and they begin to think like women. They think they're the prize. Now, I actually think this is some backwards shit, and I think that's why most of the men in the entertainment industry end up, you know, being kind of like not all of them, but some of them end up kind of being bitch-like. I mean, because so many women are just throwing themselves at them. Like it's like they are not allowed to chase. Not even chase, but to seek Right, you know what I'm saying, to seek And there's there's nothing wrong with, let me just say this to women, okay Because when a man is, say for instance When you see a man who's got it going on And he, he, you like him or something You you may can't meet him Like, you know, just walking down the street So you may see a man you thought was attractive on television Or something like that And you may put yourself in the way (laughs) So he can see you or whatever I get that but a man at some point has to be allowed to chase. Okay? And so I think a lot of times what happens with these famous celebrity men is they, they nobody everybody they don't have to chase. A lot of these dudes and so a lot of these dudes don't have the social skill or the social interaction to uh what it takes to have relationships or maturity in relationships and so when women get into these relationships with them, they're so used to being the one uh cater to, and that's sort of backwards in my opinion um, women always remember here's the one thing Samantha didn't say, and she she talks about it a little bit later on. She talks about different things in that that particular uh talk, but here's the one thing I'll tell you in any relationship that is important to remember. I don't care who you date. Don't care. And I've had it where I didn't think I was surprised. I've had it where I was, you know, you're dating somebody who is really great and everything and where he, you know, uh, where he, everybody likes him and everything, and I wasn't thinking I was surprised. So I let all kind of stuff happen, okay? But when you understand that you are surprised, it changes the ball game. And I love it. I want, like, if you, I always tell women to listen to Chloe if you're single out here. Listen to Chloe. She's so good. She's so, even if you're not single, you know, just still listen to Chloe. You can learn a lot. Uh, Chloe on YouTube, I like her. You know, I don't agree with all the things she says, but I agree with a lot of it. It's C-H-L-O-E underscore, and then there's Jason Black. I like Jason too. But here's the thing. One of the things she has is about She has this thing on about women being the prize And I think that's so important No matter who you're dating To understand that If you come with a certain set of values and standards Say for instance If you're a woman And you say hey I want a relationship that is caring Monogamous uh, And you know Blah, 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 blah And you don't want somebody running around on you and this man who is famous or something agrees to that then that's what it takes to get you okay that's what it takes to 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 have you in their life so uh so uh while they can't have their pick of the litter you are if he does not want to give you what you want if he cannot give you a monogamous relationship if he fails to do so then always remember you can walk away that's what prizes do I am the prize I know you got all the money And you got all the fame And you got all the women And that's good for you And it, listen I may not be what you want If you can't handle my standards Then I'm not what you want I'm the prize See this is what happened to Tiny This is what Tia Tiny right now Allegedly Out here in these streets Is dealing with what she's doing Because she thought T.I. was the damn prize T.I. is not the prize T.I. is not the prize you are the prize. Women are to be women are to be cherished, protected and taken care of. You are not to be uh sitting up here in the moment somebody's treating you outside of that, I always know you can walk away. But that's what I love. Chloe has this thing on, on YouTube where she talks about Sabrina. I, I said Sabrina Parr last week. That's wrong. Now, Sabrina Parr is the girl that was going to Lamar Odom. But Sabrina, uh, the chick oh, wait a minute, I start playing music again. Okay. The chick that was going with um that's married to Idris Elba, and one of the things that her and Idris talked about in the magazine, she said, Idris said one of the things he loved about her is that she doesn't argue with him. She gets up and walks, walks away. And Chloe was talking about how, you know, women, uh, 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 he he recognized that she doesn't, she realizes that she can walk away, she she can walk away from him. She has no problem with leaving At any moment, I, you know what? You can't appreciate it. I understand it, and I'm gonna walk away from you. And that is that is your power. Maybe there's somebody that has a bunch of choices. I don't care if he's a rock star or he's a he's a popular guy uh, in your hometown, or he's a working at the grocery store and he thinks he a rock star. Uh, you have the if, when you are not being treated in a way that is kind or nourishing or anything has a woman always remember you have the power to walk away and when you walk away you can walk away understanding that you're the prize but when you begin to treat a man as if he is the prize where they're going to act like this a lot of men are going to they're not going to respect it they're going to start running around they're going to be like she think i'm the prize she understand that i'm the man and listen that is a saying that guys aren't the prize let me tell you something. when you find a really great guy who's kind and nice and and uh, and you know are are that fit I mean, not just kind and nice because I don't want to say that because kind and nice is not just it, it's not just anything that it takes to relate to make a relationship but when you find a chemistry and a, and, and you guys uh, have a destiny together or something like that when you when you come together there is a mutual understanding that there is something about him that is special and that you want in your life. You know what I'm saying? And so if he can't respect the same of you, always understand that you can walk away. And if he has a bunch of options, that's okay. Let him have them options. Maybe one is better for him. But if not, if he wants to be with you, there is no other you. There is only one you. There's only one Samantha. That's why Tyrese up here talking about Mm no, I'm trying. He remember that's the other week he was talking about I'm trying to work hard to get my wife back because there's only one Samantha. There's no other, uh, no other one. Okay, so understand that as a woman, that there is only one you, and you are the prize. And if you want me, you better come with it, and you need to come with it. With with there are requirements to be with me, just like there are. I respect and honor the requirements it takes to be with you. And it's bad if it's one sided, like T I you know, T I and Tiny. Remember Tiny kept she kept letting him put her in a position for me on that reality show and I talked about this in another show, about where he she was constantly putting him up as the prize. I'm like, you're not the prize. And I don't have to put up with this. And maybe you do need to be out here with other women. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you ain't for me, but I understand who I am. So if you want this person, you need to, but she constantly chased after him, constantly was adjusting herself for him. And so that's where I disagree with Samantha because Samantha was saying that women constantly have to adjust themselves for famous men in terms of because if you want to be with them because they can always go off and get somebody else. That's not a relationship. And I don't care who you think you are. If you think you can go off and get somebody else, fine, do so. You can get somebody else. There are plenty of women available in the world, but there is only one me. And if we can't respect each other enough, have a mutual respect for each other enough, where I respect what you bring to the table, and I understand who you are, and I respectfully understand that and bring my best person to the table, and you in return do that for me, then we have no problem. But when you got one person who's thinking he the prize and run out here like, you know what, I can get another one of you like it ain't no tomorrow. Well, if a man thinks that about you, trust me, he's going to treat you like that. He can get another one of you. And if you make him feel like, you know, that he is not, you know, if you make him uh, think, if you basically if you make him, if you make it rather easy for him, where you're always adjusting and you're always adjusting to him, and he's not adjusting to you, well, he's not gonna he's not gonna respect it. A man respects what he works for, what he invests in, and women respect men who invest in them.
0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. and if not just by money either with time, care, love, all that. I mean, so if you, if there's a return there, then that's we good. But if it's one person in this thing time about I can get acting like somebody ain't nothing and I can get another one of you, well, then that means I'm not the one for you. If you feel like you can get a, that I'm easy to get, and that's the same thing with them. If they if if you if people feel like they're you're easy to get. If you're easy, oh, I got he got so many choices. He got so many choices. He can always replace me. No, he can't replace you. He can get another person, but he can never replace you. He can't even replace that other person he gets you are an individual person and if somebody thinks that you are replaceable then that means they're not seeing the special qualities no matter uh, uh, that are in you so young ladies whoever you listening to you listening to me tonight if a man does not see the special qualities that are in you the special unique things that he he loses by being with you then i would say it's probably not worth your time unless you're just having fun or something. Because uh, if he sees you as everybody else, then you can't expect to have a relationship with that person, or something solid and something real. That's what it is. You know, relationships already go under so many strains and have no guarantees. So let alone when you're coming into something And she's right, famous men do have all these things available to them They do have lots of women They do have uh, lots of people and stuff like that Uh, Good and great And see, what happens with women is women start saying Well, dang, he's a millionaire When am I going to ever find a millionaire again? Uh, All right, dang, he's a And he may have those great unique qualities like millionaire He's good looking he can sing, he can do this, or he might can. Or he's a art, he's a painter, or he's a uh, he's a actor, or or he's a football player, or whatever. But if he treats you like you you not like you not nothing, like you don't bring nothing unique to the table, then mm mm And I tell women this: if you are at a point in your life, let me tell you something. If you're in a point in your life where you don't see the worth and value in yourself. This is important. Build up that worth and value in yourself first before you date anyone, but especially if you before you date a famous dude, okay? Because fame will pick them insecurities. Out. It will make that fame will fuck up a, a secure person, let alone an insecure person. So if you if you're dating any man of any kind of status or or any or, or any man period, make sure you work on that you. And trust me, that takes for listen. That takes even. Let me tell you, you don't what you don't want to do. No one get in. Wait till you get married or whatever and start <laughs> working on you. You work work on yourself now. You work on your and you're gonna always be working on yourself your whole life, but. Work on being something that, that you know If you don't feel unique about yourself If you feel like there's not something that you bring to the table That's powerful Then work on it now And understand what a woman brings to the table Women bring influence Inspiration You, you amuse. You uh, uh listen here that's something that's hey everybody, everybody, everybody can't be amused <laughs> everybody can't be an inspiration and you are uh uh you you are you may be uh you may be smart brilliant you may have an insight into him nobody else has you may have... See, because cause a lot of times women just think they bring in their beautiful features, especially these girls today. You know, they you think they... And listen, it's it's important to look good on the outside, okay? It's important to be a beauty, Look good, okay? Take care of yourself. But it is also important to take care of your being, your spiritual being. And that's the one powerful thing you will carry as someone's power partner. And if you are in... And, you know, listen it's already hard if you a spiritual person and you and you and I don't know why the music keep coming on lord have mercy
0: <laughs>
1: but if anyway but uh if it's already hard if you are a spiritual person to any partnerships are hard period and some, there's no guarantee that they work out it's straight up So, you need to be able to bring your best, the best version of yourself to the table so you can know that you're going to give it the most that you can and try to give it all that you can. And you need to bring your best self to this table to be someone's partner, especially when you're trying to be somebody's partner who carries a certain status and a certain level in life. And another thing you want to do that for is because you want to be able to understand. If you're that person, that 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 for that person, because not every man will you have an influence over, not every man will you have a a, a power base. So as a woman, you want to make sure that whatever whoever you go into a, a relationship with, that you they respect who you are and what you what tools you bring to the table to be their help. Because you're a helpmeet to him, you're his rib. How can I be of service to you? Because when you get with somebody and they don't appreciate that about you, and they don't know how you're of service, then it will be a tragedy. You will be, you will, you will be in an uninspired partnership, and that's not what you want, whether you're famous or not. So get you together, girls, okay? That's what I say. Get you together and understand that you're the damn prize and that if you ain't a prize to him, then he probably ain't the one, okay? And that's what I got to say. So you ain't got to worry about if he's famous or not. If you meet a famous guy and he got it going on and you like him and y'all got a connection and it's out of this world and it's beautiful and stuff and he approaches you and you or you or whatever, you can be sure in yourself that, hey, I know what I bring, I know, and I know what I don't like, and I know what I ain't going to put up with, and I know when I'm not being treated has a prize. I'm the woman in this thing, <laughs> right? Right. And I know that that there are certain things you have to bring to the table to me. You have to be a protector. You have to be a provider. You have to be certain things that you need to give to me. And if you cannot give them to me on a physical Spiritual and mental level Then we will have problems Trust me on that Okay Alright Let's get into Harry and Megan
0: Okay Child This
1: interview with Oprah Is coming up Is this What is it What date is it Is it the 7th
0: Woo
1: I'm ready to hear all the tea chaps, okay? Cause you know they might make me change my mind. They might make me change my mind on them. Mhm,
0: mhm.
1: They could. So here's a report from CBS. Cause Oprah been dropping a little bit of the, uh, you know, the interview. Okay, so here's a report from CBS. About the Harry and Meghan interview coming up on Oprah child, I be wondering what type of tea he getting ready to drop Whatever it is, it's making everybody nervous Because they asking them to hold off the interview because Prince Philip's here They asking them, like, they say, you know, hold that shit off
0: But I don't know if they can
1: hold it off Because, you know, it's coming So let's, let's, let's play a listen, let's take a listen
0: My biggest concern was history repeating itself.
3: Prince Harry speaks frankly about the parallels of his life and that of his late mother, Princess Diana.
0: I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we had each other. Oprah Winfrey
3: is shown asking Megan pointed questions. Her answers yet to be revealed.
0: Were you silent or were you silenced?
3: Winfrey asked about a breaking point, likely tied to the couple's decision to leave the UK. Something comedian James Corden also discussed with Harry last week.
0: We all know what the British press can be like, and it was destroying my mental health. I was really? like, this is toxic.
3: The London tabloids are already slamming the couple's decision to open up.
0: Either love them or you hate them and they're trying to break free from that narrative constructed by the tabloids they want to articulate their own vision of their future and their own remembrance of their past
3: with their royal duties now officially in the past their future is adding to their family and living by their own rules
1: let me tell y'all y'all know how i feel about fucking with the crown okay but anyway listen Harry, I don't understand how y'all moved to L.A. then. I mean, like, there's Hollywood paparazzi. I guess they're a little bit more respectful than the British paparazzi, I guess. huh? You know what I think. I, I think there's a lot of secrets in the royal family. Yeah, y'all know what I told y'all last week? It ain't what I thought it was. But I think that, you know, he just wants to be free. You know, I often used to think that about Diana, that when Diana divorced Charles, she should have moved to California because she had such a base around like there were celebrities and Diana kinda loved that energy, the celebrity energy. She liked celebrities and all that. I felt like LA would have been the perfect spot for her and maybe she might have been alive today. Um I you know, my I got a conspiracy theory. You know, I don't believe Diana was killed by no paparazzi. She Diana was fucking with that crown. I don't know what Diana, what they did to Diana's ass, okay? But uh Listen, all I say is this, Harry, you know, I understand, I understand why you, I just said his wife wouldn't have let him pull this off on me. Like, when you got married, like, if he was thinking this beforehand, I would have been like, man, I got to deal with him because I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm a black woman, I'm a half black woman who is a descendant of slaves, marrying into the royal family, no, a descendant of American chattel slavery, I think, you know, And I am marrying into the fucking colonizer, the original colonizer. (laughs) And you know what? You know, you better have your shit together, you know, whatever. You know, we need to deal with whatever shit's going on. So, you know, I mean, she in it now. She in that shit now. She in it. She in it deep. I don't know though how I feel about Harry, like the way he's handled it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of like, like giving up your duties, like who you are. There's got to be a deeper reason than that. To than that, than you thought that Megan was getting ready to head down the way your mother. Because here's the thing: you knew me, Megan was gonna be different. He knew that himself. Megan is gonna be different because she's half black. She's she's beautiful. She's an American. Uh, she is, uh, she has an odd background for any royal. So marrying her was going to draw attention from the crown, okay? And I think he's trying to say so much without saying so much. But, uh, you know, my thing is, you should, you knew that, if you knew that Mary, you knew that could be possibly a problem before you even married her. Because you've been in that family long enough. That you know how they operate, and you know how they fucking roll. So I was—he should have took that care of that, and she should listen. All these documentaries out here and stuff on the royals, hell, I would have been like, I would have got me some snacks one night. <laughs> Look at me, I be talking about snacks. <laughs> got me some snacks one night, and got me a whole bunch of documentaries together, and set in front of my TV and, and watched his watch his family's ass, so I could know what I was getting into. Because, I mean, not many people think about how great uh, uh, of a picture she had of her in-laws before, you know, shit went down Like, she got whole documentaries and books and shit like that on your in-laws She she could be extra prepared, like nobody Like, a lot of us come into in-laws and we ain't prepared for shit, we like, oh, shit but she, you know, she she had a chance. T- that's why I couldn't buy her ass talking out. I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. People told me they tried to tell me. I'm like, shit, bitches, you got, bitch, you got libraries and you got uh, 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 movies and documentaries and, and and series coming on every week. You got, ah, uh, what the hell? You didn't know. <laughs> a hot ass man. How you didn't know, Megan? How you didn't know Girl, bye I just don't believe you didn't know Just don't believe it Okay Alright, so when I come back We're going to the last couple of stories of the night We're going to talk about Jay-Z out here in these streets Forbes Estimating and speculating About how much this deal was worth Let me tell you why When you get back, why you never trust and speculate, okay and also, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Fati out here in these streets, trying to tell y'all not to dig, chop around for the vaccine. And uh, Emmanuel Ocho replaces Chris Hansen, has the Bachelor host. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so we're talking about that and more when I get back here on the Carlotta Chat with Show. Meanwhile, let me give y'all another break. We're gonna to listen to. Uh, this Listen to my, one of my favorite jams Old school jam uh, Do I have it up? Okay, no, so we're not going to listen to old school jam We're going to listen to this song Running Out, I love this After 7, it's the CC show I'll be back in a moment, y'all After 7, Running Out of Love. It is a CC show, and I am back. Okay, listen, guys, tonight, I, I know some of, you, some of you are on the phone lines and stuff like that. I'm not taking any callers tonight, but shout out to y'all for listening. Y'all rolling with me late at night? <laughs> uh, if you, listen. You can welcome Saturday. I will take calls, so you can welcome to call in on Saturday when I'm on on Saturday, okay? Hey, I want to remind you guys of a show that's coming up on the 20th, March the 20th. I will be talking to Nivia Hansen, photographer Nivia Hanson. You want to tune into that show? We're going to talk about photography. We're going to talk about her boudoir shoots and what you need to do, because I know a lot of women out here are doing boudoir shoots, so what you need to do to prepare for your uh, for a shoot like a boudoir, okay, and why you should do one, okay? So uh, make sure you guys tune in on the 20th of March for that one. I think it's going to be at 1130, I think 1130, all right? All right, okay, so tonight, you guys, so we're, we're talking about Fati urging people not to get uh, Uh, take the first available COVID urges Americans to take the first available COVID vaccine for get shopping around. Mm, Why are you trying to rush it on people? I don't understand. According to Newsweek.com Dr. Anthony Fauci the U.S. government top expert on infectious disease appeared on Sunday TV news programs including CNN ABC, NBC with one clear message. Take whichever of the three COVID vaccines becomes available first. He remarks uh, his remarks come as the Food and Drug Administration granted emergency use authorization to Johnson & Johnson single-dose coronavirus vaccine Saturday, the first shot, one, the first one-shot vaccine of its kind, with three separate COVID-19 vaccines now available, as many areas of the country are struggling to distribute the doses. Spocky told Americans all three are highly efficient, eff- 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 Y'all know I can't be talking this later, Nick. Uh, and they're highly efficient vaccines, I guess you saying that, uh that's the bottom line. Uh, perhaps a pushing back on social media comparisons and Saturday Night Live so you think you can get a vaccine skit overnight. Fauci reiterated that all three vaccinations should help Americans equally. My personal opinion is that you should read up on every last vaccine be very aware of the, the the pluses and the minuses if you're going to get one, okay? I, you know, I don't know what to say on that. I, you know, I all know how I feel. i not. I, I say you know, hold up and look and look look around and read and understand all you can before before you put something in your body, okay? Um, especially something that was done at Wharf Street. I mean, just really understand Because, you know, and that's not so much that it was done at warp speed For me, It's to me, it's also just understanding uh, Just just the time that we live in And I really, you know, I don't really trust uh, All the politicians and people like that I don't trust the political atmosphere I don't trust any of them We got so many people with crazy motivations and crazy ideas that you have to protect yourselves and your family, you know, and Fachi to me has not been very trustworthy. He said several crazy things. I mean, you know, I just you know, for me it's just that you just have to watch out for yourself and your family. You have to be an advocate for your own health. So, um, y'all know, read as much as I can on the whole thing. Okay, that's how I feel about it. Uh, the next thing is J Z this week, okay. Uh, what is it here? I got it up. The Jay Z thing. Um, let's see here. Thought I had it up. Okay. Jay Z's Ace of Spades. Uh, uh, Ernie speculated by Forbes. Speculated by Forbes. Okay. Now listen to what they speculate out. This is according to uh, uh, Hip Hop Hot News Hip dot com. They recent deal with uh L V M H Moet Hennessy which found him selling fifty percent of his Arma- Armand Armin de uh his Armand uh uh D de- Brignet Brign- I don't know how to say it. Uh, uh also known as Ace of Spades Champagne brand, appears to be extremely lucrative for one legendary rapper. Based on a report from Forbes, the deal was uh uh, estimated at a value of over six hundred million, which would net a minimum of three hundred million. Okay, so they're saying upon inking the deal, Jay explained his motivation for partnering with Moet Hennessy in a press release. Uh, uh, we are confident that sheer power of Moet Hennessy global distribution framework is unparalleled portfolio strength, and its long established track record of excellence in developing luxury brands will give. Uh, this commercial power it needs to grow, okay, which will give the Ace of Spades brand the Armand D. Brinac uh, Brinac, Br- 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 am I saying that right? I know I'm probably not, but uh, power needs to grow and flourish even further. Forbes notes that their own uh, uh, hold on just a second here Let me Forbes estimates their own valuation of Ace of Spades placed the luxury spirit at an approximately $630 million with the an analysis speculating that HOVA was set to pocket an estimated $315 uh, million. Now, let me just explain to y'all about uh, – because I noticed this article came out after Antonio Moore and other people had been, uh, 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 had been speculating that this was a fire sale, right? And so the next day you see this uh, – um, uh, you see this uh, whole thing come out um, about what he made during this uh, sale. Let me see how to pronounce bring it. Milk. Bring Brignock. Brignock? Brignock. Okay, bring Nick Okay, I just need to know how bring to pronounce that because it was getting on my nerves. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so we I do crazy stuff. This is the show, <laughs> but it, listen. So I, here's the thing: I want you guys to understand when you're reading these articles, and I really want, I really want us as black people to understand, you know. And I just read a lot, and I try to listen to a lot of people to understand that uh, business and money and finances. One of the things that that you'll he notice here is the word speculate. Okay uh, and, and and most people will think Because they read it at Forbes uh, They, you know, oh This is, you know, this is what it is Well, you know, they get the idea That his company is worth $630 million Because in 2018, I think he Mentioned it on a show That it was worth, he bought it at uh, It was worth $500 million In 2018 at the time Okay Armand uh, de Brickneck or whatever Okay, so uh That was in 2018 that Jay-Z said that they're speculating from that price that Jay-Z would have net, net, they're speculating, they don't know for sure, that he would have netted $300 million. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you don't, I agree with Antonio Moore, when you don't see numbers and it's undisclosed, it's probably, (laughs) if it's something they're not bragging on, it probably was a fire sale. I mean, you know, we have since had the pandemic. A lot of things that would have were ace of spades would have been used in clubs and and uh, partying and stuff. It, you know, it's been a hard year for a lot of people. Okay, so I, my suspicion is, is that it probably did not sell at the net worth of, uh, of $300 million. And uh, we are seeing, like what Antonio Moore talked about, the price of not doing black politics. And if you guys haven't really listened to Tom Thompson, uh over there when he's discussing about uh, Jay-Z and he's discussing a whole lot of more other topics, but he's really interested in what he's talking about when he's talking about Jay-Z and, uh, and black uh, businesses and celebrity. Because celebrity tends to put out, you know, the celebrity loves to sell black aspiration but not black political uh, power which will help us uh which helps us to uh gain power so that we can the aspiration we can aspire to own to own businesses where we we can we literally are able to um to be able to stand more have a more stern fitting stern uh footing when it comes to black business and a lot of what you're seeing with a lot of these celebrities and, and selling off stuff and everything like that, there is not firm footing in there. And that's what happens when you don't uh, ensure yourself from a political point of view business-wise. Because what you're dealing with, we're playing at a a disadvantage as black people in this country, especially with our background, black Americans, when you're talking about, uh, when we're talking about things like um you know Jim Crow and everything, and every, all the things in slavery and how pe- the people have had a head threat not only that, institutionalized racism, uh, you know, uh, the lack of uh, education on fi- on financial education, and so many things that uh, Black America has lacked because of this, uh, because of uh, the disadvantage of starting in this country as a slave. So you have to do black politics to ensure that black businesses, including black celebrity and everything, is more is is that we have a more fair advantage in the world of uh, uh sports. I mean sports, entertainment, business, whatever. But if when you fail to do the politics, it just you know it, businesses uh take a hard hit. And as Jay Z is probably seeing with this deal. I don't b I believe he probably sold that deal. I believe the deal was probably cheap. I kinda agree with Antony. I'm not saying it is. It could be wrong. I said he could have netted three hundred million dollars. I just don't believe that. Jay Z has been a. Jay-Z has been a like a super mascot for a lot of these businesses. When you when you pull open the veil from Jay Z you start to see that there is a lot there. <laughs> and that just, you know, it, it And and the reason why we get so – where I come so hard on people like Jay-Z is because they make songs, talking about own your own and all this stuff, but they don't do the business of black politics. And then they find themselves at a disadvantage on their status levels, right? And they find themselves the face of companies that they don't really own. So, you know, um, very interesting. Uh, But we – yeah. I don't know if I should say congratulations because sometimes I, I I'm with and I'm I'm with Antonio how he brought broke this down. and I actually had this conversation before I even listened to Antonio. I had this conversation. I was talking to someone and I talked to them about Ace of Space, and I said how they bought. I said about Chris Dow. I said what I, my suspicions about what happened with Chris Dow, and I talked about how Ace of Spades, how he bought a cheaper. Uh, brand, and then tried to repackage it, which is business, and sell it at a more expensive, like it was an expensive, <laughs> an expensive wine, but he was really just so in my opinion, I could be wrong on that, but selling that old cheap wine, <laughs> the other cheaper brand. Like, I think the the original brand of the brand he brought was like a $60 a bottle at one time or something, and, and we, I had this discussion with somebody right before that, and Antonio talked about the same thing on his on tone talk so if you guys have not seen tone talks from last week it's really interesting to watch and to get an idea because what you while I tell people to watch it they're like Carlotta well what's wrong with black celebrities you know telling us that they own this because they sell what they do is sell black aspiration but what happens is we begin to live vicariously through them which is a very few and the us has a group don't rise, and if if we as a group ain't rising, then it hurts them, they, it hurts their businesses. I don't know why they don't see that yet, but the group needs to rise. You can't just be exploiting the group and uh, um, so that you can make uh, some sort of strides but not really make them, and you're just selling uh, a lie that looks like back aspiration, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's why we kind of tend to bring these things up because we, we sometimes black celebrity mask how you know, I know to Antonio Moore calls it a decadent veil. Uh they, it hides the uh the 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 true uh issues in black america like the true financial and economic problems because people think if Jay Z's making it wow black people must be making it but when you move that remove that veil and you start to see our stats and you start seeing what's going on in in, in cities around the country with black people you start to see that we're in a very um precarious space i mean we we, we i mean you know when they're estimated by the two thousand forty or two thousand thirty black people will be broke, and especially with stuff coming up like AI and stuff like that, we really gotta pay attention more to black politics and how uh and even reparate the idea of reparations, you know, so because the part of the reason that we're behind is because of the slave of, of our history in America has slaves. So, uh very interesting. So that's why we, we tend to talk about J V in situations uh, like that, okay? Next, what did I want to talk to y'all about tonight? You talking about Dr. President? Okay, this is my last story of the night, okay? Emmanuel Acho, okay? Now, I don't know if y'all know Emmanuel Acho. Emmanuel Acho is a Nigerian dude. I think he was on the OWN network at one time, and Oprah was, you know, he was talking about a black man or something. A lot of people got upset because Emmanuel Acho's background is Nigerian, and they was kind of selling them off from a space like an African-American dude, right? I mean, well, like a, you know, traditional Native Black American person. Now, I like Emmanuel Acho. He's on, uh, he has, he's, he's also on a sports show I watch all the time. That I really like, because I love, I love sports stuff. So I be. So I watch him all the time on the sports uh, show. I forget the name of the show. But he's really good. Very good host. Funny. All that stuff. Um but he's going to take over his host as The Bachelor because they fired Chris. Uh, I mean, I guess Chris Harrison stepped down or was forced to step, step down after he decided to defend the young lady who went to an antebellum party five to six years ago, which I didn't think anything was wrong with that. I think he has the right to defend who he wants to. Even if I disagree with her going to an antebellum party, Oh, it was from six years ago. That's something that they should have brought on the show. I think it would have been a better conversation for the bachelor guy to have on the show with his with her, and that Chris had a right to push it back on the on that young lady. On that, she had a right to say his opinion, and she she pushed back on that opinion. But to fire him for that little segment, I thought they just probably wanted to get rid of him anyway and refresh the show anyway. So they brought in Emmanuel Acho. Now it's strange to me that a Nigerian. Is going to benefit, no offense, off of uh, <laughs> an issue with, uh, that they have with a, a, a white woman who went to a, a southern party, an antebellum party, where they thought black America would have been, been offended. So what they do, instead of replacing um, uh, Chris Harrison with a black American, they go and get a Nigerian.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I had to laugh at it. I was like, oh, seriously. I mean, the offense was to black people. And so you go get a man, even though I think I'm is really good. I really do think he's good. And I think he'll do good as host of the bachelor, but I actually don't think they needed to change the host of the bachelor. But, uh, I found that very strange.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. You know, it is, um, we're seeing this movement a lot in Hollywood, uh, a lot of immigrate. A, a lot of. It. I know this is the hot thing. Immigrants. It's the. It's the hot thing to do right now. I don't know what's going on with that, but to see more and more black actors and actresses, or black people in entertainment, people, black American people in the entertainment field. Seeming like they're losing losing situations and not getting certain type of jobs is kind of weird to me. You know, like you know we've had uh, somebody playing Fred Hampton. We got uh, what's the name? he won an award too. They won the Golden Globes, which the Golden Globes had a slew of black people win. Andrea Day, who I think deserved to win, any kind she did really good on that. Uh, Haven't seen the movie yet. I've seen a lot of clips, but she did damn good from what I've seen for playing Billy Holiday. but I think they just like the, the Golden Globes did a slew of black people. I mean, they did a whole like a whole like a whole thing of black people winning. But yeah, I you know, um, it's just something happening in that area. I with, uh, with and it's no offense. I mean, I we want all. Hey, I'm poor black people working all over the world and stuff like that. But it's that you know when we start to put people in these uh, positions, sometimes that. where it seems like you're trying to remove native black America. And I found it very odd. I did find it very odd. And the girl, here's the funny thing. The girl that was, uh, they asked the girl, Rachel, who used to be, who was, one of the, who was the first black bachelorette, they asked her to replace Chris. She said, apparently this was the story. She didn't want to do it, which I find strange. She didn't want to do it, and so she, uh, she suggested Chris. I mean, she suggested Acho. But my thing was, you guys excuse me—you were fighting over an offensive situation to African Americans, and you then go and replace uh, uh, this white host who you were mad at for, which I don't even understand why for stating his opinion. But you not only—you—you you, you don't go and re- replace the host with a native Black American, you go and replace the host with a. <laughs> Over a, a over a situation that would have offended Black America, which is kind of native Black America, because what I think what uh, what's going on, and that's why it's very important for Black people to start to pay attention to their lineage. Uh, what's going on is they they, they think that we're going to celebrate, you know, I don't know how to say this, you know, celebrate just. And we celebrate all black people, but it's the thing is when you start trying to use other black um, immigrants against native blacks, that's just, it's a ruthless, you know, racism is a ruthless thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's white racism, white American racism. And there's no, it's not conservative, and it's not liberal. It's just white American racism. I know a lot of black people and celebrities out here think it's just a conservative thing. No. Racism is racism, baby. And it's on all sides. It's a liberal white, because that Hollywood is a liberal white, okay? And the games they play, the games that goes on is just unbelievable. And I tell black actors and actresses, you better watch your back, okay? And so that's some, of y'all, some of y'all playing the game with them. And so y'all, y'all think y'all gonna be saved? Well, for a second, and then they gonna start getting rid of y'all too. So you know, this <laughs> my thing is, you know, you be careful out there because it, it's a, it's a, it's a strange kind of energy happening with that, uh, this use of black. Well, that's always been so in our community. I mean, I've, 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 you know, I used to hear things years ago. I mean, where uh, people have come into uh, come to America and not like particular Black Americans, and and that's such an issue, right? Uh, other Black people. So that's really just it's a very it's one that I think that in the future we'll probably hear more discussions about. Definitely, all right, all right, you guys. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a show, of part two. I hope you enjoyed it tonight. Yes, it's 2.32 in the morning, child. I'm starting to get a little sleepy, <laughs> but I never go to sleep. I don't go right to sleep. I usually don't go to sleep. I probably go to sleep probably the next 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes. But, you know, usually I don't right away. I might read or something like that or catch up on something. It's just, you know, just I'm goofy like that. But you guys, listen, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will uh hopefully I will see you guys Saturday with a Saturday show. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about on Saturday, child. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I already talked about verses, okay? Chow, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure out something to talk about, okay? And you know what? I'm still mad. You know, I had I mentioned that verse, and I'm still mad. Why Why didn't I? I just want to know. Maxwell, you need to tell us why you didn't show up at verses. Somebody pass the word to Maxwell who listened to this show. Send him a t- tweet or something or whatever y'all do out here. Tweets or something. Ask him, why didn't you show up at verses? Where was you at? Was you busy? <laughs> we needed you at Versus. <laughs> and is you ever going to release this night album? <laughs> That's all we wanna know. That's, That's so see I have mission verses and I got I got triggered.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, you guys. You have a wonderful rest of your night, okay? Enjoy it. Uh I don't know what I'm gonna leave out with. What am I
0: gonna leave out with?
1: I don't know. What? do I have another story? Wait a minute, I don't have no more stories. Wait, hold on, let me look at this. Hold on. Seeing I got one more story. I have a little thing that tells me that I have hold on. Yeah, this show is so messy. I was supposed to talk to you about Nicki Minaj. Uh, about what's her name and Nicki Minaj? Oh god, we're gonna save that for Saturday. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I have to save it for Saturday. I going to save some of the show for Saturday, okay? We'll talk about that on Saturday. we will talking about Nicki Minaj how uh, Deb was on uh I forget that show that comes on um uh it's where they they sit around the Noriega show or whatever, and they sit around and drink all the liquor and stuff. I love that show, by the way, because like he gets them to he gets in to talk about all kind of shit. I love that. But he, uh, uh, I think she was saying this week about talking about how she didn't know Safari and Nicki Minaj even went together, and she actually thought Safari was uh, it was Nicki Minaj's gay gay assistant for the longest. <laughs> It's hilarious. So we'll talk. We'll we'll try to rule that show for Saturday. And t- I mean that story for Saturday. And talk about that. I thought that was strange. I was like, wow, wow, that is crazy. So we'll save that one for Saturday. But meanwhile, you guys, I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful night. And we will end it with, you know what? I love this song. It's still one of my. It's one of my favorite songs. I, I I play this song a lot, especially when I work out. I love it. It's kind of like an inspirational song for me. I don't know why. I just really love this. India shine, moving on. It's the CC show. Y'all have a good night, okay? Please, allow me to show you something.